Hey, Love Tribe. Today's episode is brought to you by one of my personal favorites, Cozy Earth. They've got something special for all the mothers out there. So anyone who wants to shower the special woman in their lives with love and the comfort they deserve, listen up. Hands down, Cozy Earth has the best sheets, bedding, pajama sets, and more. So today, I'm excited to share that Relationship Advice listeners get an exclusive 35% off discount. Simply go to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do at checkout. The first time I tried their bamboo sheets, I was blown away. The comfort level is insane. I just love slipping into their seriously soft and cool sheets after a long day. And for a mom who knows that the struggle of sleep deprivation is real, Cozy Earth's temperature regulating technology has been a lifesaver. No more waking up sweating or freezing. But what really sold me is the quality of the bamboo sheets. They are by far the most comfortable sheets I have ever slept in. They are made to last years, which they have. I think at this point, I have about six sets of them. And they have a 100-night sleep-free trial and a 10-year warranty. So you know you're getting something that is going to stick around. So if you're ready to prioritize your sleep health and treat yourself or the mom in your life to the luxury she deserves, head on over to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code IDO for an exclusive 35% off. Because every mom deserves a good night's sleep, and with Cozy Earth, you can finally get the rest you need. Let's talk about a struggle many of us know all too well losing weight. Remember those days when everyone was on a juice cleanse or just basically hangry all the time? That was no fun for anyone. Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to shed those pounds. Today, I want to introduce you to Row Body. It's not your typical weight loss program. Instead of all the gimmicks, they offer access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. But here's the real deal. They pair these shots with simple lifestyle changes, helping you lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Plus, over 200,000 people have already seen results with Robody. So what sets Robody apart? The support. They handle all the insurance stuff for you and give you access to a provider whenever you need them. And the best part, you can sign up online from home, no doctor's appointments and no waiting rooms. Say goodbye to those days of hangry juice cleanses. With Robody, losing weight is straightforward and sustainable. Take that first step today and say hello to a healthier, happier you. Kickstart your weight loss journey the right way and head to ro.co slash do. That's ro.co slash I-D-O. Sign up today for just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Remember, medication costs are separate. That's row.co slash I do. Hi 
guys. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's show where I welcome Susan Morgan Taylor. And Susan is a couples sex therapist, intimacy and relationship coach and intuitive guide specializing in women's sexuality and feminine spirituality. And today, Susan and I talk about the three secrets to increase desire, deepen pleasure and expand your orgasmic potential. Ooh, that last one got me excited and very curious. And I know you guys are going to love the insights that Susan provides, some really interesting and new actionable tips that I haven't heard before or haven't shared before on this podcast from a guest. So put those into practice today after you listen to them. You'll be able to do that or tonight when you're in bed, maybe some of those will be more appropriate for then. You might be listening at work or somewhere. But yeah, I I really enjoyed this conversation with Susan. I know you guys will too. As always, thanks so much for tuning in. If you listen to this show, if this is your first episode or you're a longtime listener, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, We've Really appreciate those five-star reviews on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you listen. This is a labor of love. Sarah and I do it. We love to be able to provide this information. I love to be able to have these conversations. And I'm just right there alongside you guys getting this information and trying to apply it to my life, to my relationships, and to improve my life and have better connections with others and with myself. So enjoy today's episode. Hi, Susan. Thanks so much for joining me on the show today. Hi, Chase. I'm super excited to be here. Thanks for having me. I'm excited for this conversation. Today, we're going to talk about increasing desire, deepening pleasure, and expanding our orgasmic potential. These are all things that I want to do personally. I know our listeners tuning in will be excited to apply these things. So I thought we could start by having you tell our listeners why you enjoy helping people do these things, and then we'll dive into some tools and tips to to get there. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, this is, I guess, really why I love helping people do this is because of really my own journey in the area of sexuality. I am like kind of your classic example of a woman who was in a marriage and literally like could have cared less about sex with my partner. But yet I really long, I longed for like just a, I wanted something that I didn't know how to create in that marriage. Um, I wanted depth. I wanted connection. I wanted something that just seemed so inaccessible to me. I didn't know how to get it. I didn't know how to create it. And so I really put the burden of my pleasure, my sexual pleasure onto my husband. Um, And that marriage, unfortunately, did not last. Um, But what kind of came from that was this realization that I had always really made my partner responsible for my enjoyment and my pleasure in sex and my experience. I'd like just made the man responsible for like, he should know how to figure it out. And if he can't deliver that thing to me that I'm seeking, then he's like not a good lover or something. He's somehow deficient. And I really had this moment of awakening. I made this commitment to really undertake the study of my own sexuality. I really decided like, wow, you know, nobody else is really responsible for that. And I'd heard about things like full body orgasms and always thought like, wow, that must be something really hard to achieve or just for other people. But I had this moment of like, well, no, way. like there's, I can experience that too. Like other people can, my body can certainly experience that. So I really committed to undertaking the study of my own sexuality. I made a date with myself once a week 
where I spent time literally resensitizing my body, touching myself sexually, genitally, all over, and starting to really learn how my sexual energy worked, um, noticing in my body where I had sensation, where I was numb, what felt good, what didn't. And I had a moment where this wave just came up like through my feet, through my whole body. My hands were like vibrating. My face was numb. This was me just like by myself. I was not in a relationship. This was like post-divorce. Um, and then this burst of just like pleasure and love just like came expanding out of my heart. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. And in that moment, I was like, I realized what I had done. And what I had done was, you know, through this process of just learning my own body and spending time with myself, resensitizing myself, um, I had just simply removed the obstacles that were there to my own pleasure, to this orgasmic state and to this love that I longed for. Um, And I realized like, wow, that's really all it is because we are love. Orgasm is literally a state of being that's always accessible to us. And so is pleasure. And the thing, it's just that things get in the way of that. We have like blockages to it. And I hope we might talk about that today, but my realization was like, oh my gosh, well, now that I found this pathway within myself, Like I could literally take any man off the street pretty much and be like, all right, you know, like I can get there. I could get there because I had found that pathway within my own body. And I became really passionate at that time, really about helping other women find that pathway within themselves because I was that shut down woman that like was not interested in sex. And that just did a complete 180 with this. And I realized like the world would be such a different place if women more women could tap into this so I could help them actually remove those obstacles within themselves and find the pleasure for themselves in sex and intimacy. So that's really what got me passionate. I was very blessed shortly thereafter, after kind of having this awakening, several months after that, I did attract an amazing partner into my life and was really able to like play with some of what I had discovered within myself in the context of relationship. Um, So that was really incredible. And today I'm you know, my specialty is really women's sexuality, but a lot of my clients that I work with are couples. And of course we can chat more about that, but I'm really passionate because I really believe we can change the world by how we have sex and how we make love. And when women are in touch with their pleasure, everybody is happier. I love it. Well, thank you for sharing that story. And I want to dive in to these practices, but first your story brought to mind a personal story and something that I think a lot of our listeners would be curious about, and that is developing our sexuality and, and getting to know ourselves. But then we're with another person and, and you can share if you want, and, but with, with your marriage. And I could just share personally that I've had connections that lack a spark in the bedroom. And I'll have lots of connection in other ways, but there's just not a spark. And there's ways to cultivate that. But what are your thoughts on just fundamentally, if there's someone that it just is limited in a sense, or you're just not going to have that spark, and then we have to decide whether or not, like how important that is for us? Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, I think that is so relevant, so, so common. And, you know, my personal opinion is that it really is important. And in my opinion, it's a really, really critical thing to either invest in working on or literally, yeah, considering ending a relationship. Though I, you know, I believe that 
I really am an advocate for relationship. And I really believe that that is a very solvable problem. Um, I'm going to kind of speak from my experience and more of a female perspective in it. Uh, and what I see happen a lot when I work with couples. Um, what happens when we're in long-term relationships is we neutralize the sexual charge, that sexual polarity requires difference. Um, it requires difference in, you know, some of the things that we probably get into today, presence, awareness, relaxation, presence, where we're holding our attention, how we're showing up in the world. And what happens when you're constantly with the same person day after day, and you're probably doing the daily grind with them. You're probably raising kids or you're both working jobs. Um, you neutralize. So that sexual polarity, that fire that tends to be there at the outset of a relationship often just gets tamped down and neutralized. There's also relationship trauma, traumas that happen in relationship where couples aren't able to resolve, you know, the injuries that happen on a day-to-day basis, right? They don't have the skills to do the repair, things get brushed under the rug. And when that happens, particularly for women, we shut down our hearts shut down, where we lose access to being able to really um, feel our emotional energy and process it like through the body. So if our hearts are shutting down and we're not, you know, we're building up resentment, for example, which is literally like that wall that we put up around our heart. If this part of us is shutting down our heart, our yonis are shutting down too. Our sexual energy is also getting siphoned off. So part of how you get that spark back, how I would coach you know, a woman anyway, would be to look to start to actually come back into feeling, coming back into her body, learning how to actually honor what's there, the pain, the hurt, the anger, the rage, the shame, the guilt. That is actually the pathway into the love and the joy and the pleasure. One of the things that happened for me when I was engaging, you know, my own practice of self-pleasure and rediscovering my own body as a solo practice was what I actually encountered was not pleasure at first. When I when I came into contact with myself intimately, genitally touching, what I found was I had a lot of numbness actually in my my clitoris. Now I didn't have any problems with orgasm; that was very easy for me. But it was so interesting when I slowed down and got to know my own body. I didn't have actually a lot of feeling there. And as I began to work with that, right, it was actually like a softening towards the numbness, right, just saying yes and not making it wrong, but just getting curious about it and letting myself really feel that. Wow, I feel nothing here. What I encountered was at first an intense um, frustration, then an anger and a rage, and then just this massive amount of sorrow and grief that what happened, it processed up and it came out of my heart where it had wanted to come out all along all those years, but I hadn't been able to express it for a number of reasons. There were relational contextual things that didn't make it safe for me to really feel and a lot of, and then also some of just my psychological makeup, right? It's not okay to be angry. You shouldn't express feelings. So all that holding in caused me to actually shut down and disconnect from my sex so that when I came back into contact with my sexuality, that's what I encountered. And as I allowed my body just to feel that sadness and, and gave the rage and the anger a place to live in my body, what happened was immense sensation came back. Sensitivity. I was able to actually feel more in my genitals when I would, you know, touch myself, um, and so that's a huge piece of it from the feminine perspective of actually resensitizing the body through our capacity to feel ourselves, to feel our emotions, and to make space for them, um, and to receive ourselves first. 
right? To actually be learn how to trust and surrender to that thing, the emotional waves within us, because that truly is it's the gateway into orgasmic states. Um, so that is one of the ways to start to focus bringing that spark back is just to start to feel yourself more deeply if you're the feminine partner to make space for your emotions to stop shutting them down. Um, so that's one way that can actually get some of that polarity coming back into the relationship and that sexual fire back. A big, big topic, but that is like one pathway um, to getting things moving again and out of stagnation and out of uh, resonance where you're just resonating with your partner and getting it back into polar difference, which is what creates the sexual fire. Can you walk us through a specific, you know, step-by-step process of the practice that you, you mentioned of resensitizing yourself, or maybe that's not even where someone should start. Let's say someone's listening and they're like, yeah, totally. Something is off. I want to get more in touch with my body. I feel numb. Where can they start? Yeah, no, I love that question. And I think like where a lot of people kind of go sideways with this is they think that like a technique is what they need or that like a better sex position is going to be the answer. And really that's a myth. Um, So, you know, how I work, it's not actually about techniques and there isn't really like a necessarily step-by-step process. Really what we're talking about are, um, it's a skill set. It's the cultivation of a skill set that's really founded on three fundamental principles. The first one is relaxation. So that would be like the very first place where I would start with someone if I was coaching them on this and trying to help them resensitize the body and come back into this place where they can actually feel themselves and start to, you know, access more of that trapped emotion that's in the body is about relaxation. We have to relax the body. Um, We have to learn how to also relax the mind. What happens is we get up in the head a lot. We're doing our to-do list. We're everywhere, but actually in our bodies. Um, And then there's also like physical relaxation, which is part of it. So those are kind of like the three pieces of relaxation. There's mental tension, Um, emotional tension and physical tension. So learning how to first relax, which is remarkably difficult, especially in our culture that doesn't value relaxation. (laughs) We have to literally start to practice it because if the body isn't relaxed, we actually don't have access to pleasure and arousal and desire. The wrong part of our brain is online for those things, right? That's the sympathetic nervous system. Like when we're activated and we're in go, 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 and we're planning and out there and, and getting shit done in the world, right? We're not in the state of the brain and the ner- nervous system that really allows for arousal, pleasure, and desire to come online. That's our parasympathetic. So the first piece is I teach some practices for, um, and they're actually remarkably simple, but incredibly powerful for actually helping to get us into that parasympathetic nervous system state. And really the simplest way to do that is by focusing on sensation, um, there is a system of yoga out there in the world for anyone listening, if they're interested, called Yoga Nidra, which essentially there's a lot of different really like iterations of that that you'll encounter in the world and in the mental health community, they would call it mindfulness. But it's essentially learning to track the sensations in your body, bringing the mind, bringing your awareness just to physical sensations. And what that does, it turns that active brain off. It's really like exercising a muscle. So there's some practices I teach that are kind of founded on that yoga nidra approach um, where we're just learning how to notice physical sensations at the very first place to start. 
The second piece to that would be, so there's relaxation, and then there is um, the awareness piece, presence and awareness. All these three things are really intimately connected, so I'm going to talk about them, but people are like, aren't they the same thing, and what's the difference? Yeah, they're all kind of, it's like the holy trinity of pleasure, arousal, and desire, and orgasm. Um, So we're training the awareness to actually be, or we're training our presence. We're training ourselves to like be fully here now. So we'll talk about presence as the second principle. And it's really about when we take our attention from, you know, whatever to just wherever it is out there doing stuff, to I'm going to notice sensation. I'm going to bring my attention just to physical sensation. So even if you're sitting in your, you know, you're sitting there right now, if you bring your awareness to like the weight of your legs on the chair, the feeling of your feet on the floor, just noticing that. So this is a different aspect of our brain. It's a different way of actually navigating through the world, through the somatic sense, through the body, through the felt sense of just feeling sensation. So what that does, it trains us to be present here now in the body. The third piece is awareness. Where is my awareness? So I can choose to take my awareness to my big toe. I can choose to take my awareness to my left shoulder. I could choose to hold my awareness in my genitals. Awareness is kind of like attention. Right. So wherever we're holding our awareness, our attention, that's actually where energy will tend to flow. We'll become aware of what's happening in that area. So these three things are really like the pathway to it's the foundational piece, but also as simple as they are, it's like we never really progress beyond these things. They're the fundamental principles for any practice that I could give to anybody, no matter how fundamental or advanced, if you're missing these three things, it's, it's going to be worthless. So we want to be actually bringing these three things, relaxation, presence, and awareness into anything that we do. And that literally is the portal in to resensitizing the body and eventually being able to access desire, pleasure, orgasm, love, and all those yummy, juicy things that we're here to talk about today. Before we continue on, we're going to take a short break to tell you about our sponsors. Do you want to know one of my favorite meals? It's a slice of toasted bread with tomato, mozzarella, basil, olive oil, salt and pepper, and a little drizzle of balsamic glaze. Makes my heart happy. It's so simple. It's so delicious. And I love that all the ingredients get to show off their individual flavors. I used to eat it all the time as my easy go-to meal. And then all of a sudden, there was a ton of messaging out there telling me that I shouldn't eat carbs and that I shouldn't eat bread and that bread is bad. And I hate to admit it, but I cut out bread entirely for the longest time. And it wasn't until recently that I started to understand that not all bread is created equal. Hero Bread makes those same delicious favorites free of consequences or compromises. They've remade carby, empty calorie bread products into fluffy, delicious versions that include no net carbs, zero grams of sugar, and fewer calories, plus protein and fiber. I highly recommend that you give their bread a try. They're giving Relationship Advice listeners 10% off when you visit Hero. .co and use the code I do at checkout. I was so excited to discover Hero Bread. It's truly amazing and they've made a product that is tasty and soft while having 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 0 grams of sugar and high in fiber. I'm not going to lie, 
Their white bread is so good and it makes the best tomato and mozzarella sandwich. Last week, Stella and I were back in Florida visiting our family and we all walked to the lake and the only bread we had in the house was hero bread. So we grabbed a slice, walked to the lake, and by the time we got there, Stella had eaten the whole piece of bread and of course, wanted more. So the poor ducks didn't get any hero bread, but Stella did. Since I had cut out bread for a while, every time I ate low-quality bread, my body felt bad. It felt bloated and I didn't feel great. But with Hero Bread, I feel good after eating it, which makes my life so much easier because now I can go back to my easy grab-and-go sandwiches when I'm on the run. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code I do at checkout. That's I do at H-E-R-O dot C-O. If you're tuning into today's show, you're probably aware that mental health and relationship challenges are a part of life, but they don't have to define you and you're not alone. If you've ever wished that you could join a conversation with an expert and call into a show in a similar vein as relationship advice, here's an opportunity for you. If you're navigating something messy, call the Dr. John Deloney Show. His show recently hit top five of all podcasts on Apple Podcasts and for a good reason. With a PhD in counseling and two decades of experience sitting with people, Dr. Deloney brings practical advice on how to connect with others, face depression, overcome anxiety, and find true wellness. This caller-driven show tackles real-life issues from relationships to emotional well-being. Dr. Deloney walks alongside people just like you as they navigate tough decisions. So no matter what you're going through, the Dr. John Deloney Show is here for you. Send your questions, leave a voicemail at 844-693-3291 or email askjohn at ramseysolutions.com. They want to talk to you. Listen to The Dr. John Deloney Show wherever you get your podcasts or follow the link on our website. So we can do that practice on our own and and that's going to cultivate these better feelings in our body and you know help us become more embodied. What do you tell someone when they are engaging with a partner in sex and they're trying to bring these practices in there. And obviously if you're cultivating them on your own, that's going to help. But then you're, you're getting intimate with your partner and you, your mind starts to wander. How would you coach someone to be present and not be hard on themselves either, not, not be stressing about this because that can be its own thing and, and move forward? Yeah, totally. Right. Because stress and freaking out and having performance anxiety, that all that creates more tension. Um, the first thing I want to say about that is, you know, solo practice, like really cultivating this in a solo capacity is really, really useful. Um, and I know that for me in my own journey, you know, I was sort of in an interesting spot where I was not in a relationship. And in a sense, it made it like I could just do my soul, you know, focus on myself. I didn't sort of have what at that time might have been a distraction for me, right, of another person. Because we go into sort of the default of, oh, I need to please this person. And oh my gosh, I would be selfish if I was, you know, mercing into my sensation right now. I've got to worry about their pleasure. Because there's a lot more stuff that happens when suddenly we're in a partnered situation. So I can't underestimate the importance of 
really taking on a solo practice, really cultivating this and so that you can get that muscle strong so that when you are with a partner, it's no, it's really no different when you're with a partner. So if you're in that state, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm with my partner and I'm in my head and ah, all this stuff. The simplest and quickest and easiest thing is just to come back into, okay, what physical stations do I notice right now? Just physical, start with that because that's usually the most obvious place to begin. Um, we can always take our attention into the body. And what am I feeling? Where do I feel it? Just that alone will bring us into the present moment. It will take us out of whatever state we're in where we're disconnected or up in our heads and it will it will shift. It's going to bring us here now into our bodies. And then that's literally it. It's just that exercising of that muscle again and again and again until we're able to hold our attention for longer periods of time in the body. What are your thoughts? And this deserves its own podcast episode, but what are your thoughts on porn as it relates to this practice individually? Yeah, I mean, I think that porn can have its place. I am not actually, you know, of the mindset that it's totally harmless and and benign. Um, What I have seen happen and what I understand about pleasure, we could just start with that conversation. Um, You know, there's two ways that we experience pleasure. We have what's called indirect pleasure and direct pleasure. Indirect pleasure is when we are seeing somebody else in pleasure, right? Oh, my partner's really liking what I'm doing right now. And that makes me like, I get turned on from seeing my partner in pleasure. That's kind of, that's what porn is. And we're, you know, watching porn out there on a screen like, wow, that's hot. That's turning me on. I'm getting aroused from watching that. So that's a there's really nothing wrong with that. It's a beautiful thing. It's a natural way that we experience enjoyment is by seeing somebody else having a good time. What can tend to happen, though, is we can get overly dependent on that um, indirect form of pleasure to the extent that we lose access to direct pleasure. So direct pleasure is the direct stimulation from the nerve endings on the skin directly from the nerve endings up to the brain. So when I'm talking about how I was resensitizing my body, and when I talk about take attention, take your awareness, um, notice physical sensations, what we're doing is we're uh, working with our capacity for direct pleasure. And when we are out of balance, which happens actually for a lot of reasons, and you're right, it would be its own podcast episode to go into this. Um, many, many things can actually cut us off from that direct route over the lifespan. Um, and porn is is actually one of them. So when someone becomes overly dependent on needing porn in order to feel aroused, or even like I need to see my partner have this reaction when I touch him so that I can have a good time. Um, what that does, it, it, it keeps us... It, actually can create a lot of other problems, which we don't have time to get into all of them here. But fundamentally, it disconnects us from our own bodies. And sex happens in the body. It's happening here in this body. So if I'm overly focused on like needing this external thing in order to get aroused or get turned on, um, I'm losing access to that part of me that literally is fundamental to my capacity to experience deep amounts of pleasure, arousal, desire, and expanded orgasmic states. We have to have access to that direct route in order, for example, to even know what we want and what we like. If we're not connected with that, it's really impossible to really to know. And then we become dependent on, I need my partner to have this reaction so I can 
get enjoyment or I need to get the porn going so that I can get enjoyment. And it can cause desensitization. We lose access to that sensitivity that's available in these much, much deeper states of pleasure that are available to us. I want to talk about these much, much deeper states of pleasure because I'm super curious. But before we go there, I have a yeah personal question that may help our listeners is, yeah, I've tried to have practices, self-pleasure practices and explore, you know, embodiment. And I feel like when I'm connecting with a partner, I want to deepen my experience, but I don't have any issues in a sense. I'm not in my head. I feel very present and I enjoy it. But I, I will say I, I've noticed if I'm not in partnership and, and I'm feeling horny and I I want to masturbate, I've tried to go all right, I'm not going to watch porn and not because of any shame or anything, but I just, I don't want to feel reliant on it and I can get aroused, but I have a r really hard time of orgasming. And inevitably what I'll do is like 10, 15 minutes in, I'm like, all right, I'll grab my phone and it's easy. I guess I'm wondering what your thoughts are around that because yeah, part of me is like, not is something wrong, but it's like, I want to be able to not have to rely on that in a sense but I also think, well, maybe it's not that unusual that if I'm by myself, that's going to be a little bit hard to climax. So what are your thoughts? Yeah, I love this question, Chase. And I just love that you're so open and sharing your story around that. Thank you for that. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a couple, I have a couple thoughts about it. And I think this, here's what I'm going to throw in the mix here for our little conversation. Why do you, why do you have to orgasm? Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> have you have you ever experimented? I imagine you probably have with just kind of letting it be, not having to go all the way for climax. We'll call it climax. Yes, because those are two different. My book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have, and it's funny you say that because uh, I, I don't know if it was about like three years ago. I don't know if it was a a podcast episode or or what, but I realized I don't need to be attached to climax in when I'm engaging with a partner and that was very liberating. And yes. oftentimes a partner would be like, is there something wrong or this, or can I help you? And I'm like, no, I'm good. Like I'm really, and a lot of times I surf a lot. I'm very active. And the more active I am outside of the bedroom, a lot of times it's, it's a bit harder or if I'm having a lot of sex. And so those would be moments where I'm like, no, I'm good. We had great sex and I'm, I'm fine. So yeah, it's more <laughs> when I'm self-pleasuring that I feel like I need to have some kind of uh, release there, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I think the body has, you know, a couple things on this, the body has its own wisdom too. And I think that if really an ejaculation is needed, body's going to make it happen. It's going to happen, right? Maybe while you're having sex and maybe, maybe not. Um, so there's that piece to it. And I think the other piece is like this attachment that we have to climax. I'm going to call it climax. And I like that you're referring to it as that too, because I see orgasm and climax is actually two very different things, right? We tend to conflate them. Um, but there's this subtle attachment that both men and women tend to have to the org to the climax, right? Um, I do see that with women, like uh, frequently... Oh, if my partner doesn't climax, doesn't ejaculate, like it means it means something about me that I'm not sexy enough, that I'm not powerful enough woman to like 
pull that out of him, right? So there can be a lot of psychological baggage that gets attached to the man's ejaculation that does not need to be there. And the same is true. A lot of men get very attached to the the woman having a climax, right? Like they're doing all the stuff to try to get her to get there. I want to give her an orgasm, which by the way, you can't give anybody an orgasm. We can talk about that later if you'd like. You can't give that to anybody. It's a function of their own body and the obstacles being removed and the circumstances being available for that event to happen or for that experience to arise. That's what orgasm is. Um, But nonetheless, there is a lot of attachment to it. And we make it mean something about ourselves as lovers and as sexual beings. We make it like, what's the problem? Why is that? We make it a thing, right? That's if anyone listening right now, like, just don't make it a thing. Don't turn it into a thing because then it becomes a thing and then it's like becomes an issue. So that would be like the first thing I would say, like, even with yourself, Chase, don't, you know, what if it's just not a thing? You know, you're relaxed about it. No big deal. I climax. I don't. No problem. Same in partnered sex. You know, okay, my partner climaxed. He or she didn't. Not a thing. You know, being just with whatever, being okay with it, being accepting of opening spaciousness for that just to be what it is. Before we continue on, we're going to take a short break to tell you about our sponsors. When you work full time, have kids and run a podcast, it's hard to make time for a multiple step skincare protocol. That's why I'm excited to tell you about today's sponsor, OneSkin. Their products make it easy to keep your skin healthy while looking and feeling your best. Let me repeat it. They make it easy No complicated routine, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. If you're looking for skincare products that are simple and effective, for a limited time, you'll get an exclusive 15% off your first OneSkin purchase when using the code IDO when you check out at oneskin.co. I've been using OneSkin's body lotion for about a month and I've already seen noticeable improvements with small wrinkles and textures on my skin, specifically on the back of my neck and the back of my hands, two places where I get a lot of sun. Plus, my skin looks and feels healthier all around. It's all thanks to OneSkin's revolutionary OS-01 peptide, the first ingredient proven to deactivate aging cells responsible for lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin. Unlike traditional skincare products that only mask symptoms, OneSkin pioneered a new approach integrating tissue engineering and cutting-edge science to enhance skin biology for lasting resilience against aging. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using the code IDO at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with the code IDO. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support your show and tell them we sent you. Money is one of the biggest stressors in relationships. While worrying about it doesn't help a ton, Earnin actually does. Our sponsor, Earnin, is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Many couples end up fighting about finances, especially when surprise costs arise. Earnin allows you to seamlessly deal with that unexpected trip to the vet or the last minute gift for loved ones without any stress, letting you and your partner focus on what really matters. 
Earnin is helping millions of Americans to feel self-sufficient and to worry and fight less about money. All of this without debt trap, mandatory fees, or credit checks. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download Earnin app, type in relationship advice under podcast when you sign up. It really helps the show. That's relationship advice under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. That's great. I'm glad we went down this direction because that has been really liberating. And I think in partnership, it's a great approach because it's also this idea that the more you focus on it, it, it it's actually probably going to be harder to to be embodied. And then you feel pressure and then you feel guilty and then you feel like what's wrong. And instead of releasing that attachment and the irony is a lot of times that's going to liberate us to feel more pleasure, to climax. Absolutely. And, you know, right. One of the biggest sources of tension in sex, too, by the way, you know, in this conversation around relaxation, literally being that first and fundamental skill, um, the attachment in the goal orientation of climax is literally like the biggest source. It's a, a source of tension, one of the most common ones that I see lead to some of the biggest challenges and problems in sexual relationships. Um, if we remove that, if you remove orgasm as the goal of sex or climax as the goal of sex and even of self-pleasure, there's spaciousness for a completely different experience of intimacy and pleasure to arise. This is the deeper states that then become available to us when we're not hyper-focused on getting somewhere in sex, we're not hyper-focused on making something or event happen. What happens is we're able to just soften and relax more and as we develop that capacity to be in the body, to start to notice sensation, to hold our awareness, you know, wherever we choose to within the body or within our partner's body, what starts to happen is we um, begin to be able to access uh, different types of orgasms that simply are not available to us when we are in that goal-oriented state. I love the segue here because I want to talk to you about expanding our orgasmic potential. So we just went right there. So can you talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. Yeah. How we do that is, again, coming back to these three principles, relaxation, presence, awareness, with relaxation probably being literally the most critical skill. If there's only one thing the listeners take away, like I would hope that that would be the one. Learning how to relax, just relax, soften, um, be present. Um when the body is relaxed, when we're not, when we're no longer, you know, mentally chasing climax, right? Like, oh, the point of sex is to get to the the end, right? We have to make a climax happen. Uh, when we're no longer doing that, and when what we're doing instead is learning how to be more present, learning how to feel ourselves more deeply, learning how to notice what's happening in the body, Um what happens is we begin eventually to have access to noticing like subtle flows of energy in the body. This is more kind of the most subtle levels energy flow. The next subtle might be like emotions. I can notice emotions where the, the grossest level is physical sensation, right? It's all good. We want all of it. But on a very subtle level, it's flows and movements of energy. Um, and when we're able to just be relaxed and just show up and we're in our bodies, not in our heads, and we're starting to notice sensation, notice emotion, noticing maybe energy if you're you know, at that 
uh, ability to start to discern that, different types of orgasm, orgasmic states, uh, orgasmic experiences, we'll call them, begin to naturally arise from that. So there's one that's called valley orgasm, for example, where oftentimes that's just described as almost like waves of cool cool air, cool energy, cool water, even like flowing through the body. It just feels like it's been described. I don't want to say because this could be different for everybody, but it's just waves moving through the body that sometimes can have feelings of coolness. Um, it's called valley because it's not that building up of tension and a big explosion and a release and then a dropping off the cliff at the end, which is just sort of what the climax tends to be for most people, just sort of that traditional tension and release model. This is about the relaxation and expansion model. So we were able to, so that is literally an orgasmic state that can and often naturally arises when we're coming into sex from a more relaxed state. And when we're, we're, when we're skilled at, you know, being more present in the body, noticing sensations, that's something that just will naturally arise. We don't have to strive for it, which is very different than, you know, striving for sort of this, what we call orgasm climax, trying to get somewhere, I'm trying to make this event happen. This is a state that can actually go on and on for many minutes and even sometimes hours and even days after these extended states of pleasure and orgasm. Um, For women as well, we gain access to some of the deeper orgasms like a cervical orgasm, for example, which is a very, very, you can't really like force that to happen. It happens through deep trust in your own body and your partner in the moment and through deep, deep surrender and relaxation. It's something that just sort of naturally arises or can naturally arise just from that state. We also open the doorway to multiple orgasmic experiences, um, which is available. You know, we hear about women having access to that sort of more naturally with how our bodies are wired, but men also have access to that. And it happens through relaxation and and getting out of this goal-oriented way of having sex. So I, I love... <laughs> The description, because I know you mentioned it earlier, but I'm looking, I was like, oh, I'm going to have some specific tools and practices. And and it's like the theme of what we're saying is like the more pressure and focus you put on it, these things, it's like removing the barriers and allowing them to happen. It seems like rather than going, if I do X, Y, Z, this is going to happen. And in fact, that's it, almost quite the contrary. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think like if listeners are wanting more of like a, a some type of support or something that they can kind of use as a guide to get started, if it's okay. I mean, I do have an ebook that I offer for free that goes into some of these principles principles in more depth. And I give a couple of practices in there, like, you know, how do you do this relaxation? How do you even start and where to start? There's some resources in that. So if people are interested in that, if it's okay that I offer that to your listeners, Chase. Yes, please. I want to read it. (laughs) It's called The Pleasure Keys, and it is available on my website, either at pleasurekeys.com, if you want to go directly there, or my website, Pathway to Pleasure. Dot com. So it's available there and it's free, really lovely resource. So folks can get a little more in depth with this. And there's some guidance on kind of how do you apply this stuff? Because I know it can kind of sound very nebulous and people don't know where to start. Yeah, well, well, we'll have those links in our show notes and on our website. And I think you've laid a great foundation for our listeners for some things to think about and and start to practice. And uh, this is a great way to wrap up our conversation. So before we 
say goodbye. Can you tell our listeners where they can find you online? I know you just mentioned the website. And then if there's anything you want to leave them with or something that we skipped over, and then we'll say goodbye. Well, yes, you can find me on my website. Well, website, what I just mentioned, pathwaytopleasure.com is my main website. I'm also on Instagram under Pathway to Pleasure or and Susan Morgan Taylor. And also on Facebook under the same Susan Morgan Taylor and Pathway to Pleasure. And yeah, what I would offer to the listeners is like a takeaway is really to consider what could be a game changer for you if you were to really, really take on some of the stuff we've talked about today. If you were really to invest in understanding and learning your own sexuality and how that could influence just your life in general and also your relationship if you're in a relationship. Um, to really take to heart what we've talked about in the number one thing, relaxation. Seek it out. Learn how to consciously relax. It's literally something we have to learn how to consciously do. It doesn't come naturally. Um, and if anybody would like support with that, I am available. I do offer a free consultation as well, but there's steps for that in the ebook. So I would just really invite everyone to grab a copy of that as well if you'd like to kind of dig a little bit deeper in, in the how all this comes together. So. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Susan, for taking the time to come on the show today. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Chase. It's been so much fun chatting with you. I appreciate it. Thank you guys so much for tuning into today's episode. As always, all the links to the guest as well as any of their recommendations will be in the show notes page. You can find the link to that in the episode description or by going to idopodcast.com. Click on the podcast tab up at the top and you will have access to all the episodes that we've ever done. There are over 300 of them. Uh, and while you're on our website, if you haven't checked out our free 14-day happy couple challenge, we really hope you do. It's a free email challenge that we send to you. It's 14 days of fun, easy, doable challenges to help strengthen and improve your relationship. And if you're looking for something that provides a little more help with working on your relationship, whether it's improving intimacy or communication with your partner or just bringing the spark back, we would love for you guys to check out our online course, Spark My Relationship. We're offering $100 off to all of our listeners if you go to sparkmyrelationship.com forward slash unlock. We've worked with over 15 psychologists and therapists to create the real life tools and strategies that they are teaching their clients. So we wanted to give them to you. It's a self-paced online course that can be done in as little as a month or up to three months. You can really decide how much or how little you want to do with your partner or maybe just yourself. So we hope you guys check that out. It's sparkmyrelationship.com forward slash unlock. Have a great day. You were listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com.